What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. It's your boy Marty Bent sitting down with another member of Team Light Switch today. Uh, relatively new Bitcoin user. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, Matt Brown, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is my this is my second time recording. I don't know if we're ever gonna ever gonna drop the first one, but the first but one I, it's too old now. Like with the shit we were talking about, it's like old news, and that was a week ago. I do want to clip out the Roger Ver part because it was okay. kind of it yeah. was kind of a, a transcendental look into the into the future of of the fuckery that was going to go on. It's in true. Space. It really it, it was uh, prescient. It was a prescient rant that you went on. Um, yeah, so what, what's today's date? The 22nd? Yes, the 22nd. It's December 22nd, 2017, the year of our Lord, and a lot of shit has gone down. This has been a crazy week, been a particularly crazy day, uh, and uh, the crazy news is predicated around one company that uh, has been hailed as Bitcoin's first unicorn, and that is Coinbase. Uh, the level of incompetence that they have shown this week is truly awe-inspiring. Matt, as a newbie, what are your thoughts? So, like, they have a beautiful UI, a perfect user interface. You compare it to Gemini and you send a noob there, the noob is going to put money into Coinbase faster than Gemini every day of the week. Mm-hmm. I am shocked, shocked at their ineptitude. I could not be more rattled at how stupid people are in the smartest space in the world. <sighs> I agree. I agree. And it is a bit of a black eye on the industry right now. If, for those of you that don't know or don't understand what's been happening with Coinbase, uh, basically, what was it, Wednesday night when they when they launched Bcash on there? How, like, it feels like a month ago already. It was like Monday or, or Tuesday or Wednesday night out of nowhere. Coinbase decided to just add, add Bcash to their platform and be cash pumped and it was a really really weird situation because you had many things going on uh number one it was weird because coinbase has been saying that they're going to add bcash in january and the fact that they just launched it out of the blue out of nowhere without warning their customers was pretty pretty shitty on their part uh number two you had uh, a very overt uh, instance of insider trading like I've, I've been getting dms of people that in, from san francisco who have heard from the coinbase product who heard from the coinbase product team before bcash was launched so the news was out there i don't really care about the insider trading uh but it happened number three it i mean i can't say it happened for certain but it looks like it happened if it looks like a rat walks like a rat smells like a rat talks like a rat. yeah allegedly it completely fucking happened yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and then number three uh with the same situation, you had uh, CNBC, one of their shows, was like pumping Bcash. They were like shilling hard, and it was it was a weird combination of events happening at a very coincidental time, uh, and it, it was very, very sketchy in my opinion. I have no idea how Roger Ver bought an entire show on CNBC to shill. He's got a lot of Bitcoin. CNBC fast money turn into just a fucking Bitcoin cash shill operation. Like, Bitcoin.com wasn't bad enough. I mean, CNBC really has not a lot, didn't have a lot of credibility going into this week. I think they lost any shred of credibility that they had uh, after after Tuesday night. Um, And then, so that was earlier this week. Again, it feels like a fucking month ago already. Uh, Today, they halted Bcash trading. And there's been rumors swirling around that they may be insolvent, and uh, 
some dude named Laurent. He's uh, he's been a great uh, researcher in the space, specifically researching uh, the spamming attacks of a of a few summers ago, and and one earlier this year, I believe. He uh, he believes he found uh, one of Coinbase's wallets. I think it's confirmed that it's one of Coinbase's wallets, and basically, uh, the way their wallets are structured is so piss poor from a from an engineering perspective and from a uh, the, uh, like cost basis perspective, like the way their UTXO set is set up, like it, it it is they're basically just giving miners money at the expense of their customers. Coinbase's Coinbase's yes, uh, and so today they shut down Bcash trading. You can't even buy, sell, move, or do anything. With your, I think you can move it. You definitely can't buy or sell it. Um, so the whole situation is sketchy. As a newcomer, what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm not. So, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty shocked at the ineptitude of the space. I guess I'm not. See, it's not the whole space. No, I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And and like I should say, I'm a fucking noob, and that the people who build all of this shit are probably the smartest people alive right now. Like Santi and that shit, they actually might be might be the smartest. I mean, people. Santi's definitely a lot smarter than the people at Coinbase, but the the of course Pierre, all those fuckers, but. We'll cut that. You're not a fucker, Pierre. Yeah, fucker is a good term in this on this podcast. An endearing fucker. So I guess I'm not shocked that like Brian Armstrong is sort of willing to kind of play a little fast and loose with the the altcoins because it does make sense from like a like a just, revenue perspective. Yeah, from a revenue perspective, like everyone's a business. Mm-hmm. Like that guy, that guy's got goals to hit. I'm sure VC people are asking him to hit goals, and he's like, "All right, I know what we'll do. We'll just." Add this shit coin and pump it and solves our liquidity problem on the back end. Yeah, that's the thing though. It's like the the move to add Bcash was so brash and so sudden. It's yeah, like, it points why? to conspiracy. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, like why why do it that way? Why why roll it out that way and then shut it down a couple days later? So this has led to a lot of people um, basically insinuating that they may be insolvent and they may be fractionally reserved. Um, I don't want to cause a run on Coinbase, but I certainly will not be holding any coins there ever. Um, I might buy live on the on the pod right now. Hey, we've had a couple people buy live on the pod. This is another buy. My favorite live buy on the pod was when Lewis bought when Santi was in here. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Just got just got duped. I mean, I just I, I so let's also let's also paint the like let's do a little parabolic trav charting right now. We're we're at thirteen thousand eight hundred sixty-five. I believe we fell to like ten five at some point today. Yeah, ten four. I think has been the true basement. There's inspirational support at twelve k. Inspirational <laughs> support. <laughs> like shit is hitting all the fans in bitcoins. Like this is our bottom. Like I don't give a fuck. Because you know what it is. I mean, you got a bunch of institutional investors on the sidelines have been fucking hard for, been like waiting for. Uh, a dip like this and this was a considerable dip i think it was 30 percent from the top potentially i think the top was like 19.8 yeah yeah yeah. actually shit almost 50 percent um almost 50 it's the biggest dip of of 2017 good we needed one it was hot it was a hot fall like i wrote about it this morning in the newsletter in i believe it was fucking the beginning of november the price was at like three thousand dollars like we six x since then at least so why why does Brian Armstrong, I guess you can't really answer for him, why does he like hold more Ethereum than Bitcoin and not believe in the long-term vision when he's running like the the current spearhead, the first unicorn in crypto? 
I like how could you not be long on BTC if you're long on the industry? I mean, I can't speak for Brian. I've never met Brian. I don't. I don't know what he's thinking, but I don't know. People believe that. I mean, he's an ex-Goldman guy, from what I understand, and uh, there's a lot of Goldman people working on on Ethereum. Like at Consensus, is a couple of Goldman guys as well. Gotcha. I'm yeah, not going to get any Goldman conspiracies, but um, that's actually good to know. Let me double check, make sure he's. I know Fred Eshram or whatever, their old co-founder, was definitely a, a Goldman guy. I would assume it's like in the spirit of competition. So. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I I can't I, I don't give a shit if you list like Ethereum or Litecoin or Bcash. It's just like the complete incompetence of the rollout of Bcash this week is just is. I mean, it hit fucking zero on the on the exchange today. Yeah, and it's, what does that even mean? It, it means that Coinbase is incompetent. Like, if, like if you're gonna roll this out and not have it ready to go, like, and fuck up your order books. I'm pretty sure they opened it on Tuesday or Wednesday night, whenever it was, and close their books at, within two minutes and that's why that's why cnbc fast money tweeted out that picture of like the nine thousand dollar b cash and it, it really never hit that price like if you look at any other exchange i think at that point it was trading around like 3400 so that was a, a orchestrated pump and then they just took it offline because of the pump essentially <laughs> i mean again i can't sp- I, I can only speculate it, it, here. allegedly i can only speculate and here, cnbc that's what it looks like. and cnbc tweeted it very fast and then yeah, tweeted it again. Brian Armstrong's a Goldman guy, confirmed. And then tweeted it again today. CNBC did like, oh, nine nine k B cash, like cash. They did, up. yeah. No, yeah, they tweeted it again, even though it was like clearly a fucking no. pump glitch. Yeah, see, that's this is where things are getting like weird. I yeah, mean, I don't like to get conspiratorial too much, but like, this is an orchestrated attack on the beautiful, the beautiful currency that is Bitcoin. <laughs> Yeah, it, it seems as though, but like, fucking a man, Bitcoin's strong as hell. I'm looking at it now; it's back up to thirteen hundred, thirteen five right now. Like, it's fucking anti fragile. The honey badger doesn't give a fuck. Like, that's the one beauty of the system. Like I've been saying for a while. I was about to buy on Coinbase. I'm so out. I'm so confused by even what's going on. The price listed is is thirteen one thirty on on Coinbase for for me right now. Then you click over to the buy page. Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing fourteen three seven on uh, trade block right now. Gotcha. All right. So anyway, so on the fucking on the dashboard, it's thirteen one. You go to the buy screen, it's fourteen four. Got to get your shit together, Coinbase. I mean, uh, I, now it's back up. I we probably have bad Wi-Fi in, in the studio. That's probably it. All right, the bar's still <laughs> different. <laughs> um, Ugh. I was up. I was up last night until like two in the morning watching Parabolic Drives live stream. Live stream. Mm-hmm. The way he says "hodl" is like perfect. It's perfect for his his little little character. He's in, a Canuck man. Space. He's got a nice. Uh, oh yeah. And, oh, you know, we just hodl. We just hodl. Yeah, hodl. We hodl. I was trying to maintain my business, but you know, it's uh, we're getting too much. So shout out to my patrons. Hey, sorry, just hodling my Bitcoin over just here. Just hodling. Like I actually look at it like a business. <laughs> I just hodl. Parabolic tribe. This is this is an endearing impersonation. No, I love you. I love you. Um. Yeah, so, fuck, where are we now? I mean, I think I would not recommend Coinbase. I'm, I've stopped rec- I stopped recommending Coinbase to people earlier this summer. Um, but I'm definitely, like, some people ask me, have been asking me, like, oh, is it okay if I buy on Coinbase? I've been like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, like, whatever. Like, they sell now, like, no. I'll tell people, go to Gemini, 
download the cash app they're going to roll out bitcoin functionality soon um so use local bitcoins if you have to meet somebody in person make sure you meet so what does that what does that mean for bitcoin and bitcoin's upward velocity if we hit a limbo where coinbase usership drops and we don't have the cash app yet that's a good question i don't know i mean we could consolidate for a little bit and run, run sideways uh Again, the Bitcoin protocol itself doesn't give a fuck. It doesn't even know any of this shit's going on. Like it's software that's running flawlessly. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a hit. Like sentiment, it's definitely a sentimentality. Is that a word? I don't think so. Um, but it's definitely a hit to the psyche of the public and their faith in Bitcoin. So that's been Bitcoin's Achilles heel. I would argue the first decade in is exchanges being shoddy, shitty, uh, and pretty terrible custodial services um but people conflate that to bitcoin with bitcoin uh and wrongly conflate it with bitcoin because bitcoin has nothing to do with the exchanges it's, they're just on and off ramps to to bitcoin they're important they play a role important role but i think these situations that have been happening with coinbase specifically over the last couple months uh i think it's really lighting a fire under the community's ass to to make things like decentralized exchanges a thing and and bring them to the fore. Gotcha. The basement on Gemini was only eleven thousand seven hundred thirty thirty one. Yeah, I mean the the uh, the print the the arbs between the exchanges is pretty crazy right now. Like I was quoting thirteen four from Bitfinex. It's at fourteen two on Bitstamp fourteen four on gdax right now and china's chilling in the mid 14s as well so yeah man i mean i think this is a good example of pointing to the anti-fragility of bitcoin like this is something that a lot of people if this happened five years ago i think i think we would have seen like a much bigger correction but now people sort of understand that these exchanges aren't bitcoin um more people are understanding there's definitely some people who still think and I think a lot of people, too, there have been so many eyes on it that it is viewed probably more widely than in the past as an opportunity to buy it. Yeah, exactly. This is like what people were, the the, the no-coiners on the sideline were like, oh, when there's a huge correction, I'm going to buy it. And I think that they, they actually did a little bit this time. We just heard Frankie Borelli, the pizza maker, got some. He was Frankie a huge Borelli hater. got some? He Frank, was talking shit on me the other day Frankie Borelli, the pizza maker, not on KC Radio, on Sirius XM Radio. On Sirius bro. XM? He national, shot that out to the world? National, he was roasting you. I might have to, uh, I might have to challenge him to rough and rowdy, too. No, no. Frankie, if you're listening to this. No, he won't fight. He's not a fighter. I, I can tell. I can tell. Frankie, I'll I'll do You hear I'll that, do, Frankie? We can tell. We can tape we can tape my right arm behind my back and I'll fight you. Oh wow, Marty. Marty, stop it. It's Dave's guy. <laughs> it's Dave's guy with Team Light Switch. We're watching yeah, the true. fucking it's wall. True. Bro. I'm kidding, Frankie. It's all love. It's all love. I don't Team, team Light Switch is a subsidiary of Team Portnoy at the end of the day. That's true. That's true. We're all in this together. The blog never sleeps and we're teammates. Just hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna But you were talking shit on Bitcoin and then I'm but no, that that's what we that's what like you need though. You need the no coiners to be like, Oh, it's going up too much. I can't afford it. It's too high. I'm not gonna buy it at an all time high. And then you get a massive correction and they buy and that's how we have such strong support at twelve hundred or fucking twelve K. Twelve K. Yeah, it's strong support at twelve hundred, like <laughs> that was this time last year. It's crazy to yeah. think. Like I wrote about that is crazy. I wrote about it uh in my newsletter. And the the holiday send off newsletter of Marty's Bent. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Link in the bio of my Twitter account. Um, it's 
been a crazy year. Yeah. So we started out the year. We had a couple China bands. Uh, we had a e- couple ETF bands. Uh, we had ASIC boosts, which was a discovery that the miners, some miners, had uh, an unfair advantage over others. We had Amp Lead, which uh, basically proved that uh, Bitmain, one of the big mining companies in China, had produced software with back or excuse me, hardware with backdoors that could be shut down remotely. That was pretty big drama. And Roger Ver, I don't even think you know about this, but Roger Ver had like another fork attempt in the beginning of the year, Bitcoin Unlimited. I read about it this morning in a little newsletter. Um, and that failed. Like they literally tried to run that network and the nodes crashed. Uh, that caused a lot of FUD. Then when you move to May, we have consensus and then the New York agreement where they want to do Segwit 2X. The bunch of VCs and like less than 50 people met to decide the future of Bitcoin, which is pretty hubristic. And then we had the summer of the the apparent flippening when everybody thought Ethereum was going to overtake Bitcoin's market cap. Uh, what else happened this summer? Um, a parody hack, a couple parody hacks, a few parody hacks. Um, yeah, and then we have Bitcoin Cash in August or Bcash in August, fork off. Uh, and then this fall, we've had the insane price run from like three grand to almost 20 grand and couple that with a bunch of FUD Bcash giving a pretty weak effort to to manipulate the markets in my opinion and uh and now this Coinbase shit it's been a fucking crazy year so much goddamn news and that's why you have to realize you have to find your Bitcoin Zen we've been talking about this all week here at the Barstool offices you have to find your Bitcoin Zen where you know there's going to be news there's going to be shit happening all the time and you just got to be able to flow with it and no, not no, but if you truly believe in this investment, just at the end of the day, I have a long-term view. It's like, all right, I am in this for 10 years. And again, I practice what I preach. I only put as much money as I was willing to lose into this. So I'm not stressed out at all. I'm not like, it's not like I took a mortgage out on a house to buy Bitcoin. So don't, like I was reading some terrible stories on Reddit of people who took out like 40 grand loans with 25% interest rates from like loan sharks to buy Bitcoin at the top. And they're pretty fucked right now. So I, all right, so I'm working on my Zen. I think I'm getting there. This was big for Mm -hmm. me. This was my first big correction. The last time it was at 13K, I literally didn't sleep for an entire night reading, (laughs) reading the Nakamoto (laughs) Institute because I literally thought it was never going to stop going up. So this has been a good correction for me and I'm, I'm underwater on, on a couple buys, more than a couple buys. And I don't give a fuck. I, if I, if I took out a fucking huge loan from a loan truck, I still wouldn't give a fuck because I think we're Gucci. Yeah. Long-term view is still Gucci. I mean, I don't even think it's that long-term. I'm thinking Q1. We're touching numbers (laughs) we've never touched. Take that to the bank. This is not advice, but we're touching a new all-time high in Q1. We are not your financial advisors. This is not financial advice. But with that being said, there's a lot of good fundamental news going into 2018. Uh, I believe Nasdaq's working on a couple of ETFs. I think we're finally going to get an ETF approved. Not that I completely agree with the ETF model. It's just good news and it makes Wall Street people more comfortable with it for some reason. Um, yeah, and on top of that, like you have nations like again, like the geopolitical situation around the world. I don't think has gotten any better. Uh, Zimbabwe and Venezuela are still in pretty terrible financial straits. You have things 
like Spain's uh, referendum a few months ago, stuff like more stuff like that's going to continue popping up. Um, this 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 debt crisis that the world finds itself in uh, continues to get worse. Um, so again, remember remember why you're invested in this. If you are, it's it's a hedge against a global monetary meltdown. Pretty yep. heavy shit. Yep, we don't need debt. Some debt's okay. Sometimes. Yeah, we do need debt. That was a lie, but okay we don't sometimes. need. We don't need all this fucking debt. What we what we don't need is somebody who can just print money out of thin air and and inflate the money supply. Um, hmm. So where else are we? So again, I want to stress the importance of finding your Bitcoin Zen. Go read some Rothbard, read some Stoics, read read. Uh, highly recommend Meditations of Marcus Aurelius. That man was smart as fuck, and the way he spoke and wrote back in the day, like. Uh, those words travel throughout time. Very, very, very applicable to life. All right. What else are you thinking? What do we got here? How long have you been recording? Parabolic Trav just tweeted. Or no, it's old. Never mind. Fuck. Dude. Thought he just tweeted something bullish. <laughs> <laughs> would you uh, Would you kiss Parabolic Trav if you ever saw him in person? No. I actually think that, that this has kind of shown me that like the charting is like... Like he's been right almost every time, but like... The charting's a little silly. Yeah. I mean, There's no way to chart this shit. There's so many external factors. I mean, TA... Like it's, it's obviously resilient as fuck and like, like a hard motherfucker, but... Yeah, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Like, TA charts like are planned until you get punched in the face until Coinbase... Until yeah. there's rumors of Coinbase being insolvent. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think this one's just going to be quick and dirty. I got the wife about to pick me up to head back to Philly. Um, yeah, I got to go Christmas shopping. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So everybody have a healthy, happy holiday. Except for you, Roger Ver. Fuck you, Roger, Roger, Roger. From Bitcoin Jesus to Bitcoin Judas, false prophet early on in the days. But, fire, fire, kill him. Ooh, but with that ooh. being said, Roger did do a lot for Bitcoin in the early years, and we would probably would not be where we are today without his efforts then. But. You know the old saying, you uh, die a legend or live long enough to find yourself become a villain. Um, yeah, you two-faced rap bastard. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all. Everybody, ha- happy, healthy new year. Peace and love. <laughs> <laughs>